Hey everyone, welcome back to my Spotify original podcast in a monologue with me, Olivia Neal. It's episode six already, what the hell, time flies. But today's episode is going to be kind of based around Christmas because obviously Christmas is in a couple days. Are you excited? Are you feeling festive? I am somehow still in London. I haven't made it back home yet. I need to get home now. I feel like I never feel properly festive until I'm with my family. I do have like some interesting stories from my past Christmases that I'm going to share. And yeah, I'm going to give you some tips on eating vegan, even though like my Christmas vegan dinner is the most horrific thing ever. And you've all seen it with, with your own eyes if you like watch my YouTube or Instagram. But I just, I thought I'd give you some tips on like what I eat, maybe some gift giving ideas. Yeah, let's get into it. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Coming home to Wyoming, it still feels like an adventure. It still feels big and wild and raw. There's a lot of these little jewels sitting out there that not a lot of people know about that bring you closer to something bigger than yourself. Discover why Academy Award-winning director and climber Jimmy Chin still calls Wyoming home. And plan your adventure at TravelWyoming.com. So today's podcast is obviously about Christmas. Christmas is in a couple days. I'm not even like, I don't, I just never feel that Christmassy. I was obviously really into Christmas whenever I was younger, but I feel like as you get older, it just kind of like loses the whole, I don't know, special, special feeling. And it just turns into a time to get drunk and be hungover with your family. And I hate drinking with my family. I've always said that because like, the fear I feel when I wake up hungover with my family is 10 times more than I ever feel when I go out with my friends. Because it's like, it's my family. Like if I say something drunk and stupid to them, like I have to see them at breakfast the next morning. Whereas if I do something stupid or drunk at a club, I'm never going to see those people again. So I try to avoid drinking with my family where I can. But Christmas is just a lot of drinking with family and a lot of fear. But I asked on my Instagram story for you guys to, I don't know, send in some of your Christmas experiences and maybe ask me about some of my Christmas traditions. A lot of people ask me, like, what's your, like, worst Christmas experience or best Christmas experience? I don't really have that many Christmas stories. I'm really, like, blessed that I have a really close-knit family. We usually have really nice Christmases. They're never that eventful. Like, we literally just go around to either my nan and papa's house or my auntie's house and have a, have a roast, like, every family exchange presents and my dad gets too drunk and we all go home at nine o'clock like that is literally every Christmas or else we spend it with my mum's side of the family who um they're French and they either come over to Ireland or we go over to Paris which is always really nice to go to Paris and they have horses and stuff they live like just in like, like half an hour outside of Paris like in the countryside so they have horses and we go a horse ride on Christmas day and they live in like a big farmhouse it's so nice but like we never really have any drama or eventful things happen on Christmas. Sometimes when we spend it with my French family, there's a bit of drama because 
I, I absolutely love them like we all get on so well but because they live in France we only ever see them once a year it's kind of like more like extended family that you don't see that often so when we do see each other and people get very drunk at Christmas sometimes there's a few riffs and stuff like that but it's not usually too bad someone did say like what is your worst Christmas like do you remember it and like there definitely is one Christmas that just takes the trophy for the worst one basically my French family came around I think I've told this story about a hundred times already but I was 13 and they got me paralytic all my cousins and siblings just I don't know I was the youngest I got picked on they found it funny to like get me really drunk got paralytic as you can imagine the fear riddled me the next morning I literally was like my my mum had her fingers on my throat I was like sitting over the toilet my mum fingers down my throat at age 13 on Christmas day safe to say around Christmas that year then I wake up on boxing day hanging out my arse at 13 and my mum's like we're going to the airport at 7am we were going skating with family friends kind of cured me that whenever I got to Geneva airport which is where we were flying to to go skating I saw Ed Westwick Bear in mind, didn't know who the man was, but just took it upon myself to sit down at his table and chat to him for 10 minutes while he was having a beer. I still, to this day, feel like I'm going to see him someday. Like, he obviously lives in London, and I just had this complex that, like, I'm going to be out, and he's, we're going to, like, lock eyes. And he's going to be like, Olivia. And I'll be like, hey, Chuck. And then he's just going to, like, I don't know, exclaim his love for me. I just I, I just feel like it's going to happen. It's this weird complex I have. But anyway, went um, from Geneva Airport and went to our chalet. We were going to game with like family friends and their family friends. Like some people I had never met before. This is still like my worst Christmas story, by the way. I'm getting into something. And there was like the, the first night we got there, all the kids were sat around watching a movie. And when I say kids, I mean like I was 13 and everyone else was 18. And there was this boy there that I had never met before. He was one of my friend, family friend's friend or cousin or something like that. And he sat beside me on the sofa. Now, this story gives me the shivers. So he was like just one of those really gross, greasy teenage boys. And he was like 17 or 18. And he sat beside me on the sofa. We were watching this movie. And like, he, he kind of started playing footsie with me. I was 13. Um, he was playing like footsie with me. I was a child. And I, because I was so innocent and a child, I was like, oh, like, he must not know that his foot's touching mine. Like, this is so funny. But I didn't say anything because I was 13 and I was too scared. Uh, and then, yeah, he started like tickling my leg and I was like, holy fuck. I want the ground to swallow me up. This is not okay. I kind of saved myself from the situation, which was like, I'm going to bed. And I didn't tell anyone about it because like, I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I was 13. I didn't understand what was going on. And for the rest of the holiday, I tried to avoid that boy at all costs. Like I would literally like fake sick so that I wouldn't have to go out for dinner. Um, and I'd get like Facebook messages from him being like, please come out for dinner. Like, where are you? Like, have I done something? I was like, what the fuck is going on? I also like took it upon myself to watch every season of Gossip Girl on that holiday because I knew Ed Westwick was in the same like ski resort as me. And I didn't know, I just wanted to see that gorgeous boy on my phone for as long as I possibly could. So I literally would sit in my room and watch Gossip Girl, that whole ski holiday. And then it got to, I think it was like New Year's Day or something. And all families were like up in my chalet kitchen having drinks and dinner and stuff. But that boy was there. So naturally I had locked myself in my room. Well, I thought I'd locked the door, but I hadn't. And I was just sitting watching Gossip Girl. And I like, I thought I was safe for the night. Cause like, I thought all the kids were going out, like all the like 18 year olds. And I was obviously 13, so I couldn't go out. And this boy, sorry, he comes into my room. And I like, obviously like my heart sank when he came into my room. I was like, fuck's sake. Like I've avoided this boy for so long. I know he's like got me on his own. And he sits down on, on like the edge of my bed. And I was like, what have I done, Olivia? Like, 
I'm like, can you please talk to me about this? As if we were in a relationship or something, like trying to like work through something. I was like, mom, please. Like I was like sending signals to her like in my head, like please save me. And he was like, can you please just like talk to me? Like, like have I pissed you off? Like, I feel like you hate me. Like, oh my God, it was the weirdest experience of my entire life. And he was like, can you please just come upstairs and spend some time with me? This is an 18 year old boy to a 13 year old girl. But like, can I just add that in? And then, um, I was like, yeah, I'll come upstairs. Can you please just like leave my room? Please leave. Like literally like near tears. And I eventually got him to leave and did not go upstairs. I locked my door and I told my mum the next day and I hope he got started out. I hope he's doing really badly. Absolute creep. I have so many stories like that because like that was the start of a long teenage life of boys being absolute creeps. I could really get into it, but I'm not going to because this is a Christmas episode and Christmas is meant to be happy. So I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, that was probably my worst Christmas by far. So we said opinions on Winter Wonderland. So Winter Wonderland, I'm sure you know, is like a big Christmas, it's a Christmas like fair in London in Hyde Park. And I had always heard about it and I was dying to go. Last, or was it two years ago, I was genuinely considering getting flights over purely to go to Winter Wonderland and then get a flight back to Belfast. I just thought it was going to be the most magical thing ever. And I actually went on the opening night this year. It's fun. Like, Obviously, it's fun. It's roller coasters and stuff. But you need to, like, really curate who you go with. Because I went with people recently and they were like, mm, yeah, I don't like roller coasters. I was like, well, what the fuck? Why are we here? And they're like, for the vibes. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that really, that grinds my gears the wrong way. I love roller coasters so much. So, yeah, the only thing I could go on was the waltzer. But also, like, the people who work the rides are like, they're not, like, yeah, they're a bit creepy. <laughs> So like I went with um one of my friends who's absolutely stunning and she was literally like it was so funny because my friends came dressed so nicely and I was wearing like full tracksuit and like earmuffs and big gloves and big boots because it's freezing obviously but my friend came in like a really pretty like leather blazer and like boot like literally like you know those naked wolf boots like the really really high heel boots and the people who like do the rides are usually quite young like I'd say like 20 and obviously they took a liking to her and we went on the waltzer and um one of them was like my friend fancies you <laughs> obviously they didn't speak in a Belfast accent I don't know why I did that um they're like yeah my friend fancies you and she's like okay and then the other one like remembered me from the last time I went because I've been twice now and I was obviously carrying my camera because I was vlogging so then he was like loving it and he's like that's a huge camera and I was like yeah please stop um so but because we were on the waltzers like have you ever been on a waltzer before that like it's the way you get spun around is like from the actual people doing the ride like they literally walk around and spin you but because one of them fancied my friend and then the other one liked my camera <laughs> or just like liked the fact that like I was vlogging or something they just ganged up on us and I saw death I literally saw death like they'd be like let's get them and like all run over to like our little carriage and just spin us around to the point that I was like I think my brain is like being spun in my head right now. It was it was horrible. It was not nice. But yeah, that was the only ride I went on that time. The other time I went on the loop to loop and I absolutely loved it. But yeah, I keep going with people who don't like roller coasters. So I don't I don't think I've fully got the right experience yet. Also, it's a bloody fortune. Oh my god. So it's five points in, which is first of all is ridiculous. You should never buy an entry into somewhere because like, I don't know, it just seems like such a rip-off, especially when everything in there is so expensive. And then it's like literally like five points or eight points per ride. I think it's eight points per ride. Like that seems so like unreasonable to me. I don't know. 
not a big fan and the drinks there are really expensive it just it is very overpriced it, it's nice there's lots of bright lights and it's Christmassy but I don't know I wouldn't be in a rush back I'd rather just like walk along Oxford Street and see like the Christmas lights and I don't know it, it, it just seems ridiculous but it is Christmassy I'll give you that Someone said, do you go to church on Christmas? I do not go to church on Christmas. I've been to church on Christmas once, I think. Um, whenever I was in France, spending Christmas with my French family. By the way, I always say, like, my French family, like, they are fully English. Like, they speak with British accents. They're not fully English. They have, like, French citizenship because they were, they were, were they born there? Yeah, they were born there. And they've lived there their whole lives. But, like, their dad from Liverpool and their mum's from Belfast. Like, they're not really French. Um, but yeah, I always say I've got French family. And like one time I was at a party, was it, I mean, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And this guy was like, oh yeah, I just got back from Paris. And I was like, oh my God, my like family are from there. No, they're not. That's a complete lie. And he was like, really? Like, can you speak it then? If you're like, if you're from French. And I was like, if you're from French, that just shows how French I am. And I was like, oh yeah, but like, I'm so embarrassed. Like I hate when people ask me, like put me on the spot and ask me to speak French. So like, I'm not going to like, I'm just such a liar when I'm at parties. But one time I was at a party and like there was a guy from Cyprus and I used to have like, a, an apartment in Cyprus. So I told him I was fully separate and it worked because I was like naming off places that I used to go to when I used to go on holiday to Cyprus. And he was like, oh my God, you really are. No, he calls me a separate queen every time he sees me and every time we have a drink together because like he's like a friend like I do see him out and about every time we have a drink we go yamas because that's how they say cheers in Cypriot and he thinks I'm Cypriot and the funniest thing is Lewis was standing beside me throughout this whole conversation Lewis is like my best friend and like after he was like Olivia what the fuck you're not separate and I was like just don't say just don't say anything just go with it and I think this boy still believes it to this day. Hopefully he's not listening to this. But anyway, yes, the only time I've been to church on Christmas was when I went to France. And obviously the priest was speaking in French. And I had absolutely no idea what was going on. We just, as a family, don't really go to church. The only time we'd go to church <laughs> is if... Well, it was mostly me and my brother. Because, like, me and my brother were, like, the, the misbehaved ones. Like, my sister was really, really well behaved. She's a bit of a sweat. Like, she used to, like, cry over her third-year exams um like she did really well in school and stuff she was pretty well behaved um but yeah me and my brother were like the wild ones my brother was definitely worse but anyway um if we me and my brother came home like paralytic on a Saturday which was most weekends and if we were like too young because like my mom like up until we were like 17 my mom would kind of like tell us all for getting paralytic and then after that she was like right you're an adult you can do what you want so to punish us on a Sunday morning she would make us go to church I actually don't I think I got out of it every single time but my brother has been dragged to church um several times in a Sunday morning to punish him for being paralytic and most of the times he's been brought he had to run out mid-service to Whitey so that's great that's the only time we go to church It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Someone said, what are your Christmas plans this year? Do you plan to go home for the whole duration or are you coming back to London? So my current plans are I'm meant to be flying home on the 23rd. This just seems too short in my opinion. Like I like I would have loved to be home on the 21st, but I'm literally busy up until the 23rd. So at least I'll be home for Christmas Eve. I love Christmas Eve because um, my dad's friend owns a bar quite near us. It's like a, like a bar or pub, I don't really know what you call it. And every every year, like we all go there for drinks on Christmas Eve and it's so fun. And my dad's put like, like three huge tables for me and my brother and sister to bring our friends. And it's just like a really, really good time. And obviously like, no one really sees each other from Belfast anymore because no one really stays in Belfast. It's like everyone goes off to uni in England or in Scotland, like in different places. So the only time everyone like from school gets to see each other again is Christmas time. Cause like in the summer, like no one's home at the same time and stuff. So it's just a really, really nice time to see everyone. And I'm really excited for Christmas Eve. And then Christmas day, we were meant to have our French cousins round, but they've canceled because COVID. Like, are we coming back into a lockdown? Who knows? Will there be another Christmas party at Darling Street? Probably. And then boxing. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm only there for like three days. It's a very fleeting visit, mostly because my son, Phil, I was kind of like, I, I had asked my boyfriend to look after Phil for whenever I'm in Belfast for Christmas. And he said yes. And I was like, right, I'm sorted. No stress. Like I'm, I'm literally sorted like a month in advance. Like don't need to worry about Phil for Christmas. And then literally yesterday he texted me. He was like, oh, sorry. Like, can't look after him anymore and I was like you know what I'm not gonna get angry because first of all it's a lot to ask someone to look after a cat over Christmas like my friends love my cat so I don't have any problem asking them to look after him for like a couple days at a time but it's just the fact it's Christmas like Christmas is a stressful time enough I don't want to put that on someone to look after Phil like imagine he got sick or something and they have to deal with that stress and um, whereas it's my boyfriend so I wouldn't really care but yeah he obviously said I couldn't look after it and I was like I'm not gonna get angry but like holy fuck I could punch a wall and I was like ringing every cattery, but it was like 10 days until I was leaving for Belfast. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So then I was like, right, I need to bring him home with me. So I was looking at like pet transportation for flights. And then I was looking at the ferry. Did you know pets need a passport? Like, what the fuck is that about? And I was like, okay, right, I'll just get a passport for him. Takes four months. Really handy. But I was like, it's so weird because like I don't even need a passport to travel from London to Belfast because it's within the UK. Like you can just bring your driver's license. So it's like, why do I need, why do I not need a passport? But Phil does. Like what is Phil going to be hiding? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, it just seems a bit much. So I couldn't get, I couldn't bring him home. That was out of the question. And all the calories in London just seemed a bit dodgy. They all, I, I take my Google reviews very seriously and they just had a bit dodgy Google reviews. But then I had the absolutely revolutionary idea to look at calories around the airport. And I found an amazing one with like five star reviews and 150 reviews. Like that is pretty incredible. Um, and I texted the girl and I was like, is there any way you have any like availability? And she was like, yeah. And then, and then she asked me all the details about Phil and she was like, oh my God, what an amazing, amazing name Phil can't wait to meet him and I was like thank you I trust this girl because she likes the name Phil because sometimes I get hate 
on calling my cat Phil. Like I brought him to the vet and the girl was like, Phil, and like kind of gave me a weird look. And I was like, shut up, bitch. I didn't actually say that. Obviously I was like, because ah, I'm really like not great in such situations, but I just really trust this girl because she likes my name judgment. So hopefully he'll be okay. He's only there for five, four days maybe. That's why, but yeah, that's why I'm coming home so quickly so that I can not leave him in the cattery for too long. Someone has asked, what's your Christmas dinner looking like this year? So I have a bit of a reputation when it comes to Christmas dinner for it being the worst Christmas dinner like in the world. I just hate Christmas dinner. I always have. I hate Sunday dinner so much. Like I've never liked a roast. I even when I ate meat, like I don't want maybe maybe it's my mum's cooking. No, but I've even like I've tried roasts in other places, like in pubs and stuff. And I just don't like a bit of dry chicken or a bit of like lamb, like and roast potatoes. See, I'm not a big roast potato girl. I'll say it. I know everyone loves their roast potatoes, but like my preferred method of potatoing is mashed. I like a mashed potato and that's it. Hate boiled potato, hate jacket potato, hate sweet potato. Mostly I hate sweet potato because whenever I turned vegan, it was kind of like everyone was kind of still not sure what a vegan was and the only really thing they knew was they liked sweet potato um that was including my mum so every night for dinner she would make me a sweet potato curry I know I can't eat sweet potato anymore but yeah I do like mashed potato but yeah basically I obviously am not a vegan so like what do you do for Christmas dinner my mum has informed me for Christmas dinner this year what we're gonna do is just get a garlic chicken Kiev from M&S have you ever tried the plant kitchen garlic chicken Kiev it's unreal it's so good like even like my brother and dad who are meat eaters will eat it because it's so delicious so she told me I'm just gonna have that instead of the chicken she's gonna make me mashed potato you know what I'm gonna make this year I'm gonna make vegan Yorkshire puddings because apparently they're really easy to make I've also never tried a homemade Yorkshire pudding I've only ever tried the Aunt Bessie frozen ones is it Aunt Bessie that's actually a really weird name now I think about it but Yorkshire pudding is actually my favorite part of the Christmas dinner do you want to know something absolutely criminal that I do I put ketchup in the middle I don't put gravy in the middle I don't I don't like gravy there I said it I douse my Christmas dinner in ketchup don't like cranberry sauce what else is in a Christmas dinner love Brussels sprouts oh my god how could I forget absolutely adore Brussels sprouts like even when it's not Christmas I eat Brussels sprouts bit of an unpopular opinion but what my mum does is she gets a bacon tray she puts cauliflower broccoli brussels sprouts roasts it all up for 40 minutes and it's delicious and you're gonna you're gonna think i'm a lunatic but honestly i love brussels sprouts and people like put bacon with them and stuff which oh my god bacon that reminded me of pigs and blanket that's my favorite thing ever and i've seen hmm, where is it is it tesco or MS? they do a vegan version of that like you can get vegan versions of everything these days the only thing like you struggle with is obviously getting like a roast chicken or a roast what do you have is it roast beef Christmas dinner I don't know uh, oh turkey you have turkey oh my god like you're not gonna get a vegan roast turkey so the only thing you have to really like what is it compromise on is that I'm trying to think what else like I hate parsnips fuck parsnips if you like parsnips there's something seriously wrong with you love carrots honey roasted carrots do you know what I'm talking about honey roasted carrots are delicious but like really weirdly on Christmas day all we really do is um eat on Christmas day I don't like to drink on Christmas day because like we spend Christmas day with my nana and papa like I'm not getting drunk in front of my nana and papa also I'm usually hungover from Christmas eve so what we do is just eat all day like literally from 10 a.m my mum brings out the nibbles now they're not Christmas nibbles in the slightest (laughs) my mum gets like those like kind of like Indian platter selections the frozen ones they got like samosas badgies 
all the good stuff and like sweet chili sauce and chutney and that's our Christmas starters which is so broke for my mum like when I think about it we get spring rolls wontons we get it all but it's just not very Christmassy but like that's my favorite part of the Christmas dinner I think I wish I could just get like a Chinese for Christmas dinner that would like that would be so much more fun for me or literally anything else I would like I would you know what would be an amazing Christmas dinner? Because it's interactive, it's fun, fajitas. Whenever I'm older and I have a family, I'm not going to make them have a roast every Christmas. Like, fuck that. We're going to be having fajitas at Christmas dinner. And what are you going to do about it? Someone said, what have you asked for? I am so bad at gifts. And like knowing what to ask for, knowing what to get people. I find it really, really stressful. Because I like work now and I, I don't kind of rely on my mum and dad I would feel really really bad asking them for a lot of things if I was still in uni I would be absolutely rinsing my parents this Christmas but because like I don't know it just seems a bit unfair and I am now in the position that I'm able to give back to my mum and dad which I actually love doing so much because like obviously they sacrificed so much for me and like paid for everything up until the point I was 18 so I'm like the least I could do now that I have a job is repay the favour so I'm, I love actually buying them presents, but just like buying anyone else presents, I really struggle with. So what I usually do is buy someone like an experience. Like I think that's much more fun. And I actually prefer receiving an experience from someone else than like a physical thing. What I mean by that is like, for example, my mom and dad, instead of getting my mom like a piece of jewelry and my dad like an aftershave, last year I got them a night away, like in a hotel in Dublin and a dinner and a massage. And like, they will remember that because they're like forever. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's like a lot less risk of them not liking it. I always get so scared of buying someone something and then they just like put it away and never wear it. Whereas they'll always remember their wee stay in Dublin from Olivia for their from their Christmas gift in 2020. This year, I've got them the same thing. I got my brother and his girlfriend the same, like a, a, like a night away at a hotel. But then obviously I've got a boyfriend this year. And I've never really bought a boyfriend, like a proper gift before. Oh my God, that's actually a lie. I was seeing a guy last year and I kind of knew it wasn't right. Like we'd been speaking for three months at this point and it wasn't really going anywhere. I like, li- I liked him, but do you know, after three months, you should really feel more strongly about someone. But anyway, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him a Christmas present, spent so much money on him. And then we ended like three days later and I just knew I was going to end it. I don't know why I bothered doing that, but it wasn't a very like thoughtful gift because again, I didn't really know the guy when I think about it. But this is like, this year I've got like a proper, proper boyfriend and I like, I, like he's really, really cool. Like he's got like really cool taste and he's like, he's very already, his family are very like into, I don't know, they just got like really good taste and style. I don't like... I don't know what I would get this boy. So I was struggling so, so much trying to figure out what to get him. And then I was like thinking also like separately to this, I want to go on holiday soon. Like I would love to go skiing. I was looking into skiing and I was like, this is so expensive. Like the flights there, the transport, because obviously it's quite a long drive from the airport to the skiing resort. The rental for your ski, like your ski pass, the chalet, like it's expensive. And I was like, hold on a second. I don't like, I'm fucking frozen right now in London. Like I don't want to go somewhere even colder. And I had this really like magical idea that I should just book somewhere warm. And that's exactly what I did. And I was like, I can kill two birds with one stone here. I can book myself a holiday to somewhere warm. And then I can also get a ticket for him 
and then that's his Christmas present. So isn't that incredible? So I'm going to, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. No, he doesn't listen to my podcast. I'm going to Jamaica on the 7th of January and I absolutely cannot wait because I'm going to get so tan while everyone's skiing and then they're all going to be so jealous of me because I'll have a tan and they'll wish they went to Jamaica. And I've never been to Jamaica before and I'm so excited and I can't wait to share my experience in Jamaica because I've only ever heard good things. Uh, so I'm really, really excited for that. But that's what I'm getting him for Christmas. And I just think it's so, like, I don't know, it's more Christmas it's more a present for me and him, if you know what I mean, because like I basically just wanted to go on holiday. So I bought his ticket. But I just, yeah, I always think, or like if you're thinking of what to get your mom for Christmas, if you've left it this late, a good last minute idea is a voucher, like a gift voucher for a spa. Like there's always like resorts, like a bit out in the countryside and stuff that you could literally just get her a gift voucher for like a full body massage and like an afternoon tea. I know she'd love that. Every mom would love that. I just always think experiences are better. But yeah, I am... Um, for Christmas this year, I haven't really asked for anything. I feel like I'll most likely probably get flying lessons because, like, what I need. I prefer for Christmas getting things I need than asking for, like, unnecessary, like, pieces of clothing. And, like, my mum, bless her, she always tries every year to, like, get me surprises. And every year I just – we just don't have the same taste, me and my mum. And, like, she, I, I texted her yesterday – or I was on the phone to her the other day and was like, so, like, have you got me my flying lessons yet? Because, like, we – I mean, it's not as if it's like a big surprise that we get each other for Christmas anymore. Like we always just discuss it. And she was like, yeah, and I also got you a surprise. And I was like, mom, come on. And she was like, Olivia, like, if you don't like it, I'll just bring it back. And I was like, Paula, I'm not going to wake up on Christmas morning and be like, I, oh, I actually don't like this. Can you bring it back? It's just, it puts me in such an uncomfortable position when people get me surprises. Because what if I don't like it? It just stresses me out. But yeah, she has got me some surprise. I know that. And I told her off for it. Someone asked the story of you finding out that Father Christmas wasn't real. I don't remember the exact time I found out Santa wasn't real. Sorry if there's anyone really young listening to this. I just completely ruined that for you. I highly doubt there is. I'd be really disappointed in your parents if they let you listen to this podcast. But I was the youngest child. And as the youngest child, it was pretty much ruined for me at a very, very, very young age. And like my brother and sister ruined everything for me at a young age. (laughs) I just like was a bit of a devil child. So one day we were all like, um, me and my neighbors were all like really good friends. We we're all like running about in the street and I just absolutely ruined Christmas for them all. And I was like, just so you know, Santa's not real. They all went and cried to their parents and I got in a lot of shit because their parents came to my parents and was like, sort your daughter out. Um, but that's the only really like memory I have from finding out Santa wasn't real, just ruining everyone else's Christmas. I was like, you know what? If my Christmas is going to be ruined, so is yours. And that's that. <laughs> I was a devil child. So that is all we're going to talk about Christmas today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. I can't wait to see what kind of like drama happens this year at Christmas. I wonder if I'll ruin it again. Who knows? Maybe I'll get too drunk on Christmas Eve and be really like hanging up my arse on Christmas Day. That is most likely going to happen. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have an amazing time with your family and friends. And also... If anyone has any like gift recommendations, please send them my way because Christmas is in like a couple days and I still have not got my sister a present. So do send gift recommendations my way on Instagram. Thank you. Okay, bye. Love you. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia. Olivia.